Listening to the homily of Father Francis Lynch, parish priest of St. Mary's Church in Chiselhurst, UK. This service is provided by the Lexio Divina team, part of the LOV Verbum Day Ministry, who invites you all to share this reflection and their love for the Word of God. The Gospel is the good news of salvation for mankind that salvation is only through Jesus Christ, as Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. Firstly, I'd like to greet the LOB community, the members of the LOB community, and I'd like to um, congratulate you as um, prayer warriors, as you've just been spending some time, some of you have, in Clifton Cathedral, an overnight vigil. And those of us who couldn't join you, maybe we can spend a little extra time in prayer during this coming day. The Mass today, we're talking about the 13th Sunday of Ordinary Time, and the readings are from Luke 9, 51, 62. But I'm not going to dwell on those today, because instead I want to talk about the feast coming up, which is of the Feast of St. Peter and Paul, coming up in the middle of the week. These are the two great saints of the early church. Um, St. Peter, who um, was the rock on which the church was built, and St. Paul, the great missionary apostle. So they are joined together. And the reason they're joined together, I think, um, is not so much they met, they didn't meet very often. We know that they met once, maybe they met more often than that. nor because, um, nor because they were the two apostles who had their names changed. Um, I don't know whether this is an important point, but it's certainly true. St. Peter had his name changed from Simon to Peter, Peter means rock in both Latin and Greek, by our Lord himself. St. Paul, his original name was Saul. He was named after the first king of Israel, and he changed his name um, to a Latin name, Paulus, Paul, which means small. And maybe that was a sign of humility. Some people say he changed his name because he was in fact small. And he's often shown like that in some pictures, although typically he's shown the same size as Peter. What else can we say about them? Both were travellers. St. Peter um, went, we know, to uh, Rome because that's where he died. That's where he's buried. That's where his body is. And he went to and he planned a trip to and went to Babylon. Um, But many people suspect this Babylon wasn't the Babylon in the uh, Fertile Crescent, but rather Babylon signified the modern Babylon, which his time was Rome, and this could have been the same trip. Incidentally, George Gissing, when he wrote a book called The Modern Babylon, he's talking about the modern Babylon of his time, the 1890s, which was London. In both cases, the... um, They went into the heart of empire and into the heart of what was seen to be a seething mass of of wickedness and sin. St Paul, on the other hand, travelled widely and he's known mainly for his letters, still in the New Testament, and for his, excuse me, and for his missionary travels in which he set up many of the churches. 
So what's apart from that can we say about them? They are the pillars on which the church is built. And the pillars are, um, these pillars can be described as pillars of stability and pillars of diversity, pillars of stationariness and pillars of movement. Um, these are, you can't categorize either of the apostles in these ways entirely, but there's a certain way of looking, that's one certain way of looking at them. St. Peter was the first pope. He became the Bishop of Rome and, that, and that's where he died. He was crucified by tradition upside down. He was crucified because he was lower class. He wasn't a member of the aristocracy. He wasn't even a Roman citizen, which covered people well below the aristocracy as such. He, because he wasn't that, <clears throat> he wasn't um, privileged to have a nice execution. The execution by crucifixion was extremely unpleasant. He was crucified, as I said, by tradition upside down, because by tradition, he said, he wasn't worthy to be crucified in the same way as our Lord. If you go to Rome, you can see in the um, Tempietto place, the place where the crucifixion of St. Peter is said to have taken place. And he is buried <clears throat> under the great dome of St. Peter's, the biggest dome in the world, the biggest church in the world. And if you go down from that dome, if you go directly down, you will hit the altar on which only the Pope says Mass. Sometimes he's assisted by concelebrants, but he has to be there to say Mass there because he is now the successor of St. Peter. <clears throat> if you go down further, you will hit a tomb about 30 feet below that altar, and that's the tomb of St. Peter. It was most recently excavated in full in about 1950, um, and there they found the sign saying, here is Peter in Latin, bad Latin, badly carved at least. Latin is not that complicated. Here is Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And those are the words which are um, displayed around the huge dome. St Paul also died in Rome. He <clears throat> was a Roman citizen. When he was arrested, he said, um, and when they said that he was going to be put on trial, he said, I appeal to Caesar. This almost certainly didn't mean that he was going to go and see Caesar, um, who would have been Tiberius Caesar, I guess, at that time, um, in person, and that he was going to have a trial over which Caesar presided. It was rather like the way that in Britain, all courts are held <clears throat> in the name of the Queen. So he was taken to Rome. There he was put on trial. We don't know many details about his trial. He was found guilty. And because he was a Roman citizen, he had the privilege of being beheaded instead of crucified upside down. By tradition, again, um, he was beheaded <clears throat> in the place which is now called St. Paul's because the church was built there on the site of his martyrdom. He was beheaded and it said that his head um, bounced three times. The, um, the, the skull is actually very bouncy. Um, I don't ask you to try it, especially not on your younger brothers and sisters, but it is quite a bouncy because it's quite hard. And so it's supposed to bounce three times and at each bounce, a little stream popped up. And it's now, that area is now called Trefontani, the three fountains, 
and the three fountains refer to the fountains that emerged when the head of St. Paul bounced. Be that as it may, his basilica is one of the ancient basilicas in Rome. Both of them are not cathedrals. St. Peter's and St. Paul's are not cathedrals. They are basilicas or effectively huge shrines. Do we base our lives on St. Peter and St. Paul? St. Peter is supposed to be the great man of faith, even though his own faith wavered before the crucifixion. But after that, our Lord said, um, I will come and strengthen your faith, and you will strengthen the others. And so it happened. So St. Peter is always considered the man of strong faith, at least after the resurrection. And St. Paul is the man who is impelled by love to travel far and wide, undergoing many difficulties. And in both of these, we as Christians, as Catholics, and as followers of, of the apostles, St. Peter and Paul, try to follow them. St. Peter was the first of the popes, and St. Paul was the first of the great missionary saints, followed, both of them followed, by long successions of others. And we hope to follow, maybe not as Pope, maybe not directly as missionaries traveling to far countries, but we hope to follow in their footsteps. And we pray to God and the Holy Spirit to wherever we find ourselves in the church today, to work with most effectiveness and with most love. And I'll finish with a blessing. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much. Alexia Divina team hopes that this homily has helped you to deeply welcome the Word of God and gave you the strength to put the Word into practice where you are. You can send us your prayer intentions by email love underscore verbum day at outlook.com. Our different weekly prayer groups gathering both in person and online will pray particularly for those prayer intentions. You can also check out our website for days and times in the description. If this homily has enlightened you or touched you in any way, please share it with your relatives, friends, community and your social media. Have a blessed week!